Did you ever fly on one of those cheap airlines? I was on a flight recently, and the flight attendant asked me, Would you like dinner? What are my choices, I asked. Yes or no, she barked back. <laughs> oh, no. Hey, we're talking about modes of transport and travel. It's planes, trains, buses, and boats, and Elmar is going to tell us all about it today. Please keep your seat belts fastened. There's going to be some turbulence today on English Teacher John Show number 62. Hey, we've got a special guest with us today. Uh, back from the great northern lands is Elmar, who uh, has been with us before. Welcome to the show. Hello. Hello. How's everything? Um, as I was saying before we went on air there, your, your hair has grown a little bit. Have you been to the barber since I last saw you? I have been. I have been. It was actually even longer. So <laughs> you've got a little bit of that wild look to you, which I think is pretty good. <laughs> yeah, well, more and more looking like a student again. That's right. You're sinking deeper into academia, and yeah. looking you're looking like that. Yeah, probably you just forget about your your appearance when you're so much thinking of of things that have nothing to do with the outer world. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, uh, I think we've got an interesting topic uh, today. Uh, we uh, actually, Elmore and I, we both had some nice uh, vacations recently. Uh, I know my wife and I were in Peru, um, which is one of the reasons that uh, I have been off the air for a little while. And we'll get into that a little bit more, but um, mostly we're going to talk about uh, travel, um, getting places, and methods of uh, how we like different methods of transportation. So first, you were um, a couple of months ago. Where where did you go, Elmar? Well, first I went to uh, Austria, and um, well, since uh, uh, my my family spread all over Austria, I had to travel around uh, within the country mm. and uh, at the end of my stay in Europe uh, I went to Poland once again I've been to Poland before and uh, mm. this time just for a four time four day visit uh, to Poland uh, to attend a wedding of a friend of mine you got married no a, fr a friend of yours a friend of mine yeah. how how is a Polish wedding is well, how does it differ from an Austrian wedding? Well, first of all, it wasn't exactly just a Polish wedding because uh, the mm. bride was from Colombia and the and the groom from Poland, so uh, they tried to. Well, the the basic ceremony and everything was Polish. Okay, it took place in Poland, so it it was Polish and it took place in a 
the 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 party was in a in a castle, in a medieval castle, so the environment um, was quite European, I would say. Wow! But the guests were from all over the world, and uh, was there the bride was from Colombia, so mm. was there a lot of Polish and Spanish? and other languages, other European languages being spoken? Yeah, yeah, there was. And, and, and uh, well, the friends of the couple are people from all over the world, and uh, mm. so it was a complete mix of languages, mainly spoken Polish and, and Spanish, both of which languages I, <laughs> I <can't> <laughs> <laughs> I'm i not able, able to, to speak, but... Well, Poland is a country where a lot of people speak uh, German too, mm. so that was... Is there more German or English spoken in Poland, do you think? Well, I mm, general feeling was... And I know we have listeners in Polish, so you, uh, in Poland, so you better get it right. <laughs> <laughs> I think in, in general, uh, English as a lingua franca has... Uh, has uh, overtaken German as a, as one really? of the main spoken uh, foreign languages in Poland. What a shame! What a shame! I don't know. <laughs> so tell me about your journey. You you uh, you are tell us about the, where, where are you now living be, before you went on this trip. Before I went, I'm I'm living in in Sapporo. So first of all, uh, um, Sapporo, Japan. Sapporo, Japan, and to get off Japan, you need either a boat or a ship. And since, uh, <laughs> or a plane. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry, boat, the ship, or a plane, of course. And uh, since, uh, <laughs> or your own wings. <laughs> I know if you got one, but <laughs> so you, 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 you're pretty much forced to take a between Hokkaido in Japan, where Sapporo mm. is, and getting back to Europe, you're pretty much forced to, to take an airplane. Yes. Okay. And, t and tell me about your flight. Tell yeah. me about what do you like about it and what don't you like about it. Well, uh, well first, first of all, f um, going traveling by plane is not my favorite way of traveling at all. It's Why not? It's... Well, one of the the key points is it's uh, first of all you don't feel the travel. You 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 get inside a system. You get into an airport. It's which, which uh, represents some kind of system. You you have no choice, no free choice uh, about anything. You're completely um, you have to do as you're told. Mm. Everything follows procedure. Everything follows. Uh, um, certain way it's not you, you have no influence on and then the, th the second thing is once you enter the airport you are completely cut off a kind of real world you're, you're inside the system then you go on the plane and then you fly with the plane and when after after a certain amount of time you reappear on a <laughs> different uh, a different almost place. like a hyperspace it is like yeah. a mm. Yeah, it must be. It must feel. Yeah, in in what what do you call it when uh, this this method of traveling they uh, use so much in Star Trek? And what was uh, that thing called? Beaming, uh, beaming. Be, beam me up, Scotty. What beam was that? Up. What did the transporter or something? I forget yeah, what they yeah. called it. 
It's almost like that. It's just a. It's, it's just. <laughs> you step into this thing called the airport, and you you yeah. step out from another place they call an airport, and yeah. you're in a completely different part of the world. Of course. Plus, plus those airports. I usually. think you need a window seat. You know, if you, sit, <laughs> if you sit in a window seat on the yeah, plane, you feel like you can look down and see that you're moving, uh, you know, over the earth, and you can see the mountains and the sea and everything else uh, mm, beneath you. Mm. Well, that's. You're one of those guys that keeps the shade down. <laughs> is that what it is? <laughs> one of those guys who keeps uh, fast asleep during the during the. the are, are you are you a sleeper, a reader? Um, what do you like to do while you're flying? Well, reading and sleeping. Reading almost always makes me makes me tired. So, reading, sleeping, then waking up again, reading again, sleep, falling asleep, and so on and so forth. Yeah, but I mean, compared to the looking out of the window, don't all the places look the same when you look out the, of of the. Uh, window of your plane. It's it's usually it's from thirty five thousand feet. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. You're mostly looking at clouds anyway, and it all kind of looks the same. But no, sometimes you get some interesting features. Sometimes uh, flying over. Uh, yeah, you get the the deserts, or you get uh, flying over mountainous areas, the sea. Mm. Uh, when you sometimes leaving Japan. Flying to the States, you fly close up over the Arctic area, really. Mm. Alaska, and you can see sort of a lot of white down below, which probably is icy areas. Yeah, but the, the question, my question is, is this real? Does it feel real? Do you look down and can have you, do you have a, an, an, an idea what it must be like standing on the surface you're watching, you see? No, I think, yeah, you're right. You are in a kind of suspended, mm. weird state, separate from reality. But I I like to watch movies, I have to say. Mm -hmm. um, flying, um, the last couple times on a plane, uh, I was so happy to find uh, three or four or five, maybe even, of the newer movies. And... Uh, and I, I caught up on all the new movies that are not out yet in Japan, or at least not out on DVD. So I like catching up on movies. I'm a little bit of a movie watcher. Mm. That's an interesting new feature. This, uh, if you if you have um, to to spend twelve or ten hours on a plane, on those new planes where they uh, really concerned to keep you keep you busy with entertainment and, and stuff. Uh, what mm. I prefer is the music program. Like, listen, you have you really have the opportunity to listen to a whole opera, for example. There's, there's mm. in in the, in our daily lives we we. Now that's when I start sleeping, <laughs> when the opera program goes on. I told you I love sleeping. At you know, I'm a little less <laughs> I'm a little less cultured than Elmar. <laughs> I'm, I'm He's Austrian. He's supposed to listen to operas. Not me. I'm American. I'm, <laughs> I'm watching Hollywood movies. You're listening to more cultural things and watching uh, more cultural things. Wait, wait uh, another 500 years and there will be no difference made by people. It's all classics, you know? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Well, let's see. Uh, tell me about airplane food. Where's... Uh, 
I love airplane food. I love it. I love it. It it gives you it gives you a certain structure on your flight. <laughs> you like probably you you're the one of those guys who, who get their food first. It's all I just <laughs> I just wanted to say that you know, um, I'm 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 a vegetarian. I'm not a vegan. I eat uh, cheese and milk and dairy products, but here I'll tell I'll tell every I'll, Elmar you and everyone all our listeners here I'll I'll tell you guys a little secret. Even if you're not a vegetarian, order a vegetarian meal. See, what happens is all the veggie meals come out first, so you always eat first, right? And uh, my wife has caught on to this, so uh, we always order two vegetarian meals. Tomoko is almost vegetarian, but she likes she eats a little bit of fish here and there. But uh, we order vegetarian meals, and uh, we're very happy to uh, get our meals first. When everyone else is getting real hungry, we're all we we're finished. <laughs> we're watching the next movie. <laughs> yeah, but you know what the effect is of flying? It's it's people have to do what they're told, and they're getting back into this baby-like status, kind of. Yeah. So when one person gets food, and and five or six person around, like, hey, why are we getting food? I'm hungry too. And just before the revolt starts, everybody else gets his food. <laughs> it's, there's a tension. There's always a tension when, when the, the children and the vegetarians get their food. <laughs> and the rest is already so boring. See how Elmar throws the, veggies, the vegetarians in with the children. Um, have you ever seen people get unruly or or really rowdy or just real bad behavior on a plane? Um, I can't. No, I can't remember a single. No, can I can't remember people getting really angry or really. But there is a sort of tension. Like yeah, I've, I've, I've several times I've had some neighbors uh, on, on the next seat. People on mm. the next seat like making remarks or something like that to me. I've been on a couple flights where people were, were drinking and mm -hmm. starting to get pretty pretty tough, a bit mm. risque with the uh, flight attendants. Mm. And, you know, some were getting a little too cozy and <laughs> their mouths were flowing, the language was flowing a bit and uh, some were getting a little aggressive and, yeah, but I haven't seen anything too bad. Mm -hmm. uh, how about other forms of transportation? In Sapp here in Matsumoto, um, I ride the bus a fair amount. Um, I always like that. Uh, now you know. Now that I'm an avid MP3 player listener, I, I'm always listening to to, to something. Uh, trains as well. I, I like it all. I have to say, um, mm. I like flying. Um, it's a lot of reading and movies and things for me, as well as the excitement of going somewhere. And trains and buses, which I ride a fair amount. Um, yeah, but I'm pretty happy in all those places. I, I don't know why. Lots of people, uh, my students and people I talk to, uh, you know, it was a three, four hour bus ride. And I'm thinking, hey, that's great. You just sit. Um, I think it's my lazy demeanor. You just, you can't, you can't do anything. You can't get up and do, do your work. You can't get up and do anything. You, you have to just sit there. And what can you do? You can eat, mm -hmm. sleep, read. Basically, it's a, it's all coming back to that that same theme of laziness, maybe on my part. That's a very good point. It's a very good point, and it 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 uh, uh, well. There's once again this problem with the entertainment program in planes. You don't have that usually in in trains, except you ride the 
mm. very fancy ones, and uh, in buses, and and on planes, you are once again in this in this horrible situation to make decisions, make decisions of uh, your spare time activities, and uh, it is I mean traveling is a lot of having a lot of spare time, and it must. Well, there's there's probably a certain um, amount of of responsibility to yourself necessary to keep your to keep to keep yourself not uh, to keep yourself busy with with no means of entertainment when you for example in a train I love I like I like the train even more than the plane although I don't have any kind of distractions because I stick to the one book I have with me or maybe two. Mm. Or I'm alone with me and my thoughts, and I have. It's one of those moments where I really have time to think, and that's that's what, probably one of the advantages about about planes and ah, about uh, trains and and about buses, for example. D because you don't have the movie option, you mean? Yeah, yeah. And nobody's really usually not serving you food, or there's not a meal time to look forward to. Not really. Exactly. On exactly. A bus or a train there's, or there's just nothing. Usually, there's just nothing. And um, this this summer I traveled to Poland. The trip to Poland was by train, and uh, well, one of the curious details, which isn't that curious at all, but I, I'd like to mention it, is that the the, the traveling time from Vienna to um, Gdansk, which is in the north of Poland, uh, was almost exactly the same as from Japan to Europe. <laughs> so. <laughs> Just a different method of trans transportation. Yeah, 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 it makes it well. And uh, I took a night train, so I could uh, sleep uh, quite well in in those trains. And I, I really, I, yeah, I must admit, I like the, I like this this kind of um, rhythmic movement of the train. And yeah, there's kind of a soothing. Yeah. The, the train, especially the plane, no, but the train, mm. um, the bus. There's a little bit of the vibration and moving on the road and things. Um, but the train is, of course, in the track and more steady. And there's a little bit of a train kind of motion that yeah. almost it's pretty soothing. I think it's soothing. I think so too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're once yeah. again in this baby status. <laughs> yeah, that's what it keeps coming back to. That's mm. maybe I need to be back in the incubator. <laughs> That's what I like. Going back where everything's taken care of. The temperature is always the same in the train, bus, and plane. Uh, yeah, yeah. Not not in Polish trains, but <laughs> most most of the trains. Yes. So when you leave Austria, Vienna, mm, mm. for Poland, so you're getting on an Austrian train. Yeah. And then what? At the you're changing at the border, or do you? I think it was already a Polish train. Oh really? It was a Polish train. Yeah, it's. The the, it, um, the the train is run by the Polish uh, train company. So it's it's half half. As far as I remember, half of the the compartments were from Austrian trains and half were Polish or something like that. So, but I was in the in the Polish section. I remember. We will be back with Elmar after a short break. You are listening to, and I hope learning from, the English Teacher John Show.
Yeah, I like what you said, getting back to your point about uh, thinking. Mm. Yeah, besides like um, active entertainment, watching a movie and uh, reading a book, uh, I find it is good thinking time. Like sometimes I do, I, I, after reading lots of pages and watching a couple movies, it is nice to sit back and uh, you really, um, you know, you're, you're tied, you're bound to your seat. Um, and it's, it's it also sitting back and thinking. I do, some, I do good thinking on public uh, transportation and airplanes, which mm. I guess is also a form of public transportation. You're getting, you're getting some, some input. I mean, you look out of the window and you see landscapes moving by and people and people, but it's nothing that really captures probably your on the plane. You don't see too many people out, out the window. You see people around you. You see people, <laughs> people around you. You see the behavior of people around you. I mean, usually not watching too much. Probably, I don't know. You don't mm. in a in a train people change like get, getting off the train and, and getting on the train so it's, it's probably you have a little more to look at after a certain amount of time or something but yeah but in general mm. you have a little bit of input but not much nothing that that keeps your attention for a very long time or keeps you thinking so which means your thoughts probably travel in different directions. Mm, yeah, I think that's and, true. Uh, are you a social person? Or are you one that strikes up a conversation with your your neighbor on the plane, bus, or train? I'm not usually. No, 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 no. I'm not. Just had... Um, uh, today I was traveling uh, from... Uh, uh, sorry, not, not, not today. Three days ago I was traveling from Tokyo to Nagano via Shinkansen. And uh, the bullet train, uh, the bullet train, the very fast one, and and, and an old lady sat uh, next to me, and, and she seemed to be, she seemed to be, uh, her eyes seemed to be very bad, so she uh, she couldn't see the seat numbers and and stuff. So I started to help her read the the, the, the numbers, and I took the opportunity to practice my Japanese. Uh, and, and and started a conversation with her. It's not not normally I don't I don't do that, but she was uh, just a very friendly woman, and I mm. thought that's that's a good opportunity to I don't know start a conversation. And but that's it's a and practice your Japanese. Practice Japanese on rare occasions. It happens, yeah. I I know. Uh, I guess now um, I often travel with my wife, so. We're occupied, we talk to each other, and we have a little snacks together, and we both, we read, and so uh, I don't find myself really striking up conversations like I used to. I remember I used to travel a little bit with my work, and on planes, mostly in the States, and I, I remember striking up a lot of, uh, talking with a lot of people next door, the people sitting next to me. Mm. And getting in some really good conversations, um, yeah, years ago, uh, I didn't ride buses or trains much in the states, but uh, especially on airplanes, I always met people. Mm. But but recently, uh, and Tomoko and I, we travel, you know, at least once a year by plane, and uh, many times by train and bus. And 
I'm more into just kind of keeping to myself and uh, reading, listening to my MP3 player, or doing something or talking with Tomoko. I'm not as social um, as I was, let's say, in my 20s or even in my early 30s. I've changed a, a fair amount on that. Really? You, you think it changed with, with age? I, I don't know. I, the desire's not there. <laughs> it's, mm. um, the desire to strike up conversations. In Japan, it's not, um, it's not so normal. It's not really mm. common mm. to strike up conversations with strangers. But even, uh, I do, I, I am in Western countries. I am in the States sometimes. And I am around Western people. And I'm not just in Japanese situations with Japanese people. Um, and I still find myself not really being as sociable as mm. I used to be. Are there any way? I mean, uh, what what I mean is is it it rarely happens anyway. And somebody's somebody's uh, talking to me or starts. It happens sometimes, yeah. But but it's not it's not. Uh, uh, so it's not the usual habit of people traveling together in a mass transportation um, traveling um, device like in a plane I hardly see any people talking to each other for example it's all always very quiet I think it has mm. to do with the with the same movement all people in the, in the same movement uh, and usually the, the chairs are in, in well the chair mm. All people look into the same direction, sitting. Yeah, so it's not, it's not, it's not so a sociable uh, uh, position anyway. You're in. Yeah. So, but yeah, it, it's easier. Probably it's easier if you arrive somewhere. It's easier to uh, start a conversation with and uh, with people who live at the place you're visiting, for example. Yeah, it's yeah, e it's easier to do that because there's there's this difference from the start, and you if you if you have a common language to to start with, or something, it's 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 there there are two people with very different situations, but in in traveling, you you have during the 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 journey, you there's not much talk about like you're sitting in a train. Oh, you're two sitting in a train. Oh, very interesting. <laughs> Come on, like what's well, a, where do you go? Like what's, what's a good conversation starter for someone sitting next to you on the bus, train, or plane? So where are you headed? <laughs> <laughs> where are you headed? Yeah. Well, or, for the what, plane, you're all you're all headed in the same place, right? What kind of but, book are you reading? Yeah, that, yeah, that's right. the best one. That's the best one because people who read a book usually don't want to be disturbed. But yeah. the question, what kind of book you're reading, is. Uh, <laughs> Are you watching that movie too? <laughs> well, as a young uh, backpacker, when I was traveling around a lot with a backpack and just in that very um, young, carefree travel mode, uh, a, a lot of times, especially close to landing, it'd be like so, uh, and you could see, you could sort of, you could see who were the other backpackers were by the length mm. of the hair. Or the, <laughs> or the clothes, <laughs> or that, just the carefree attitude. And it's like, so where, where are you going to stay? Uh, you, you got a place to stay here? Or, and there was a little bit of talk about, oh, do you know, have you been here before? 
you know, mm-hmm. flying into Sydney or some other place. Uh, yeah, you've been here before. Do you know where you're going? No. How about you? Do you know how to get? Uh, what's the cheapest way to get into town from the airport? I, I remember tell having you about those a, kind of travel traveler questions. About an interesting project, uh, a friend of mine. He's an artist, and uh, he, he had an uh, interesting project recently, uh, going on artistic project, which was. I can't remember the the the, the title right now. But uh, I could I could probably give you later the title of this project. You can um, um, read the documentations on the internet. The basic idea was people from all over Europe travel to Romania, and um, they're not allowed to take any other method of, of uh, traveling than um, uh, hitchhiking. Hitchhiking. So they hitchhiked to a certain village, certain mm. city in Romania, and uh, when they all arrived there, they going to um, they are going to uh, exchange their experience they made and put it into a kind of artistic uh, environment, artistic concept. So this was kind of an organized, a this loosely one, organized yeah. thing where. People yeah. from different parts of Europe yeah. would hitchhike yeah. independently, hitchhike to Ro- Romania, Romania. Yeah. and then they have a meeting place. Yes. And, and to talk about their experience yes. getting there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. Yeah, it's an interesting, uh, an interesting thought, interesting idea. And of course, all of those people were artists being equipped with video cameras and photo cameras and Going, so they documented they, they documented they, their they documented their journey the, they documented the people who were uh, taking them with them of yeah, course well. because hitchhiking always means you have to it's it's not like buying a train ticket uh, where you, you have an idea what's going to happen it's and where you have your seat and you it's hitchhiking is is a, a different method of of traveling and and one of my favorites yeah. I, yeah. Well, we talked about uh, uh, plane. We're not going to talk about uh, going in cars, but w- today we've talked about uh, planes, buses, trains. Mm. Um, but I, I've done a little bit of hitchhiking. I think some of my better experiences were in Alaska, through lots of places in Alaska, uh, through Europe, through New Zealand. Mm-hmm. So I I haven't done much lately. Uh, in Japan, actually, a couple times, but not uh, not a lot. And I, I loved it. I loved it, especially I would say all where I did a lot of it: um, Alaska, New Zealand, and Europe. Um, you, you just never know whether you're going to get a ride in the next five minutes or the next five hours. And uh, I met some great people uh, along the way. You just never know what's coming, and it's a good lesson to learn not to have a schedule or not to have an exact plan. And My um, idea of hitchhiking always was I'm not uh, I didn't do hitchhiking very often very rare moments actually which I think they called auto stop auto stop yeah auto stop in uh, in Germany right yeah yeah auto in stop. Austria as well yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Mm. and uh, which do, which doesn't reflect the idea <laughs> at all because you, yeah I never <laughs> understood jumping on the name. street like stretching out your arms yeah stop ne- <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but uh, what what I wanted to say was, uh, usually people who take you 
with with them in in their car uh, are probably are probably in a um, well in the mood of taking somebody with them, which means right. they they're probably searching for somebody to talk to or are in general people who well. Um, feel like uh, not going alone or, or taking somebody with them and are not afraid, not afraid of strangers. So it's did yeah, you have, did you did you have any uh, experience with people who 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 uh, stopped for you and then didn't talk to you for the next two and a half hours or something in the car? Uh, you know. Yeah, uh, because I did a fair amount. So you do, you do. I, I remember in Germany um, on the, you know, the entrance uh, ramp to the autobahn, and getting picked up by a, a, a well-dressed guy in a really nice, uh, I think it was a BMW, with um, a full GPS system. And this is a lot of years ago when that, that was the first time I had seen a GPS system in a car, and uh, driving. I don't know, close to 200k. I mean, just really flying. It had very little interest in talking to me. Um, asked me where I was going and plugged it into his computer. And you know, the announcement came out: "I'll fart, I'll fart Rex," and uh, pulled off to the the ramp on the right and dropped me off. And said, you know, I said my Dankeschön. And yes, you, mostly it's not like that, but uh, this well-dressed executive um, stopped, picked me up, gave me a, one of the fastest rides of my life, maybe the <laughs> fastest I ever traveled in a car. But that, that's not typical. Usually it's people who are a little bit, you know, risk takers or young or just have kind of a little, maybe a little more open-minded. Yeah, of course, there's a risk with hitchhiking. You know, there's, there's a risk on both sides, the hitchhiker and the, the driver, the, the people that pick you up. But yeah, certainly, um, generally, people wanted to talk, and uh, but I had really good experiences meeting all all kinds of people. People who uh, stop by their favorite restaurant or their friend's house and just bring you along. Uh, yeah, it's nice not to be in a hurry because you you really can't be when you're hitching. That's for sure. Mm. Is is it still common? Do you see uh, when you were back in Austria? Did you see any hitchhikers? Uh, not that many, not not that, not that many, and uh, I I never stopped for a hitchhiker actually. But uh, it has to do it has to do with the with the spots where they usually waiting. I mean, you're going past hundred, you don't want to yeah <laughs> jump on the brake and and uh, cause it and. An, an accident just to, to stop for the guy. I learned that one of the biggest, most important things of hitchhiking is where